Hello, and welcome to the AgriFood Safety Produce Bites podcast, where we discuss all things produce safety and dive into the rules and regulations surrounding the Food Safety Modernization Act Produce Safety Rule. Hi, everyone. My name is Morgan Anderson, and I'm a produce safety technician based out of the Ottawa Conservation District, but serving West Michigan. Um, and I also kind of am partnering and neighboring to Alyssa. I'm Alyssa. I am the produce safety technician out of the New Echo Conservation District, and I'm just serving the northern counties of West Michigan. So today's episode, Alyssa and I, we are going to talk about produce safety resolutions for the new year. Um, I hope everyone had a great holiday season and you're thinking about preparing for the next season. Um, So I'm curious, what are some produce safety resolutions that we have seen from growers? Um, And we're going to talk about some of those today and some produce safety tips and practices um, that maybe you can incorporate to your goal setting and enhance on your farm throughout the new year. Yeah, so I think setting attainable goals for the farm's operation is awesome. And I think when people hear about produce safety, they might get a little afraid of like, oh, I need to change everything. Mm. And But that's really not the case. So I know some people may think like, oh, we need to clean and sanitize every day or buy the best equipment, build a new wash pack. But really, you don't need to do all of that right away. It's all about starting off small and working your way up to different things. For sure. And I feel like a lot of times farmers don't give themselves enough credit. Like most farmers are doing really good practices already. So when we're talking about produce safety, like you said, doesn't necessarily mean getting that really big fancy gold star. It's just they already have a gold star. Maybe they just need some some light shine on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think of setting goals in the new year is see what your farm's already doing good and then maybe thinking of some easier, more attainable things to keep you going on your food safety journey. Yeah, I think um, goal setting is inherently like an organization tactic. So maybe just thinking about organization on the farm. Um, How are you storing tools? How are you making sure that the tools for the bathroom aren't being used on other things like food contact surfaces? Um, I had a funny story about this in a previous podcast with Phil Toko um, and my mom cleaned the floors with pine sole and the bucket that she put the pine sole and she put like cut watermelon in the next day and she served it to us and I'm like why does it taste chemically it tastes it doesn't taste right and she was like oh my gosh that's the bucket I used for pine sole yesterday so maybe just being aware of making sure things aren't going to be mixed up for different uses, especially when if they're contacting the food and produce. Um, yeah, for that's sure. the easy thing I can think of. And I honestly, that would be pleasing to have things like color coded. It'd be a gold star, but it'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, that's something a little more easily attainable too. I know I had a farm with you speaking of your mom and mm-hmm. the bathroom, they have their wash pack and their bathroom and they have just red tape mm-hmm. lining the cutoff point of any tools we're using to clean the bathroom. Once this red tape is here, we're not going to cross into the pack house and use them there. So I thought that was really innovative and a nice way to block it and something easy that other farms can be doing too. Another thing I was thinking of is using hanging hooks to keep hoses off the ground to help Mm -hmm. with contamination I've seen a few farms do that and thought that was really great and an easy way to kind of help with food safety. Yeah, and it's a convenient thing too. I would also say making hand washing convenient, thinking of ways to facilitate hand washing. If there's maybe like a hand wash station at the end of the farm and 
there's a greenhouse at the other end, thinking about maybe getting a little DIY or portable hand wash station by that greenhouse so people are doing that as close to harvest um, as possible. I think that would be a good idea too. Yeah, with the hand washing station too, I think really making sure that there's the hand soap and not just the hand sanitizer for it. Because those definitely go hand in hand and just knowing that sanitizer doesn't replace the cleaning and the hand soap aspect. So if we are going to be doing DIY hand washing stations, just make sure you include that soap as well. Mm -hmm, For sure. Um, Another thing I saw recently on a farm that was kind of impressive to me was a record keeping tool. Um, So we talk about record keeping as far as assessing the fields before harvest to make sure there's no animal intrusion or poop laying around, um, as well as having a cleaning log and keeping track of when you're cleaning things and how and the date and who did it, et cetera. Um, and so easy way that someone did it that I saw and I was really impressed by it was uh, they had like a iPad or some kind of electronic tablet around and they had a Google form. And so it was already pre-filled. So they just had to click the worker, the employee who was cleaning could just click the box of their initials. They could um, click what they cleaned and the method and then this hit submit and that date was recorded and automatically put into a spreadsheet. I thought that was really that's convenient. Awesome. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I never even thought about that. <laughs> but that's really nice because then you don't have to like write down every time the method, et cetera. Yeah, that's definitely the gold star. That's awesome. I mm-hmm. think too, just record keeping in general and the off season of getting organized with those records. I know I have a few farms that are choosing to spend the off season just organizing their binders and kind of getting everything back in order after the busy season so even just making sure things are updated and in place is really good too and I think it also can lead to more reflection about maybe some long-term goals of they're getting organized and they're looking at records and patterns of things happening on the farm Um, and maybe a grower can also take this winter cozy downtime um, to think about some more long time long-term goals as well Um, And I think the first one would be a risk assessment and having a technician coming out and thinking about their farm in a holistic sense. Because I think most growers have that and they do that consistently, right? Like that's kind of a inherent part of being a farmer is always thinking about your operation, but to kind of take some intentional time for produce safety. And there's so many nooks and crannies within produce safety. So I don't know. I'm curious, Alyssa, do you want to speak a little bit about the produce safety risk assessment process? Yeah, like you said, farmers are always working and making things better and they know their risks, they know their operation. I think the produce safety risk assessment is just one of those, another good organization tool for them that they can do in the off season. It's really simple. We All a technician does is they come out, visit, visit the farm, see what you got going on, and we'll kind of walk around and look at your worker health and hygiene, your water domestic animals, livestock, wildlife, soils. We'll just kind of take that holistic view like you were saying and really maybe help them hone in on things that they haven't thought about yet. Just get in there and see what's going on and help them out. And that takes the pressure off of them as well, having someone else come in and maybe help them a little more. That's something I hear a lot is when I'm on farm just chatting with the grower, they're like, oh, yeah, I didn't think about it in that way. You know, like it just shines a different perspective on something that they are just so used to doing because it's in the routine, you know, so it kind of makes people pause for a minute, which is nice. Yeah. And then after that farm visit and we finish that risk assessment, 
a lot of farmers wonder like, oh, how long does this take? Um, mm-hmm. And it's really nice to tell them like it's really up to their schedule. So yeah. even if they do get busier, maybe start focus on something else on the farm, we can always come back to it and help them when they're ready. So that's another good part about the risk assessment. Mm-hmm. I would say the first risk assessment takes a little longer for me sometimes just because depending on the complexity um, of all the different steps that they have on their operation and things like that. And also I, I think I'm just a chatter. <laughs> and sure. so I ask questions about random things like, oh, I see that you trellis something like this. Like, why is that? I'm just curious. I just want to learn from them. I feel like I'm always learning from from growers. So sometimes if it takes me a little longer, that's that's why I just like chatting people up, I guess. <laughs> the Gemini in me. Yeah, it's always good to hear what farms are doing and just super interesting to see all the different practices and then we can learn from them and even help other farmers. And I think the produce safety risk assessment is also a factor in cultivating that food safety culture on a farm, um, taking time to intentionally think about it and maybe streamline some processes on your operation kind of gives this message to everyone and the team that, hey, this is something that matters to us and we're going to take efforts to to make sure that we're doing what we need to do. Um, so I think that also is a step in that direction as well. And that's an important direction. So for food safety culture on the farm, developing a worker training plan is another thing I think of as one of those more long-term goals. What have you seen people doing on farm for their worker training, Morgan, or what kind of things are available to help with that? Yeah, I think it's a mix of tools, too, because like no grower wants to provide unsafe food for the community. Right. But the the employees are the first line of defense. So that really is where a lot of time is spent when setting up this culture of food safety. And I always see a mix of tools of like a written policy, which we'll get to in a second, food safety plans. Um, And then always the hands on component of like, okay, I'm going to now you're going to watch me do this. We're going to walk through it together. Um, But there's also a lot of training opportunities too that I see a lot of growers encourage their employees of like hey there's this webinar coming up about this topic about wash packs or something can you attend this for me or let's attend it together etc um and speaking of which MSU has this really great texting service where it gives it texts whoever signs up for it once a week and it's just little tips and tricks of of produce safety so like hey did you know that to clean bins you have to wash with soap and whatnot or with water before you sanitize because you can't sanitize a dirty surface things like that and it's really nice to have like a a weekly reminder um because like we said earlier growers and farm workers are so busy throughout the season so it's nice to kind of have that little reminder throughout the week of like oh yeah I should be conscious of this um during this task this week yeah I really like the texting service too I think it's a nice way to break up an idea that seems really big and maybe daunting it's a good way to just have that daily reminder of yep this is we're going to focus on hand washing today here's your reminder of how to do it properly so I think that's a really good one I like having visual posters Mm -hmm. I think that's a good thing of make sure you wash your hands wash your hands for 20 seconds things like that that are right there in your face that make it easier for people to do those things for sure. Even with you pick farms too, where maybe it's not like an employee, so it's a little different training, but maybe just making visitors aware of 
produce safety practices. So there's one new pick I'm thinking of where um, they have some livestock animals and they say, don't be a pig, <laughs> wash your hands after touching the animals. And um, just like making it kind of fun, but also informative at the same time, I think is a, a good idea. Um, there's another farm you pick area that since a lot of people come with their dogs um, because it's, you know, that's part of the, let's go pick some, some berries and things like that. Um, but having dogs in the production area isn't the most produce safe practice. And so um, this farm in particular had like a little doggy daycare center in their, U- like in front of their you pick before the production field, which was really fun. And they, I, I mean, I would love to do that, that job. Like, yeah, I'm a doggy daycare at this local you pick farm. Like that'd be fun. Just petting people's dogs. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Finding unique and more fun ways to practice produce safety. Switching gears, a part of those long-term goals may include what we love to talk about, food safety plans. That's going to help with that food safety culture as well. So I think a good New Year's goal for farms is to start or even update their current food safety plan. Yeah, I would say that the winter New Year's time is also a great time to start thinking about food safety plan because production may be a little slower. It's cold out. So you can have a nice cup of tea or coffee or whatever your drink of preferences and get right in a way. Um, and so a food safety plan is basically this, a plan, a document that lays out your produce safety practices, your current ones, um, and or ones that you're going to implement in this new season. Um, and that kind of lays out basically what you're doing and it helps you prioritize where you want to spend your time and resources in the next season when it comes to produce safety. Um, So maybe you're thinking about how you're cleaning your bins and you're like, man, those bins have so many holes. They're really hard to clean. Maybe we can get different bins this year to kind of cut down on time for bin cleaning or bin washing. And I, I think that's like a nice time to sit and reflect about current and things you want to implement this year. And it's also a nice training tool because then you have that and you can walk through it and read through it with um, a new hire or even people that have been on for a couple of seasons. If there's any changes, it's a nice way to communicate it and have it in one place for people to refer to throughout the season. Um, so yeah, they're really just a great way to assess any risk on your farms, define your practices, be prepared for um consumer-based questions or inspections and audits. Um, there's been inspector feedback that sometimes they can go on a, a farm and they can tell who who has a produce safety plan because they're just really organized and they have things streamlined and they have good record keeping. Um, not that other farms who don't have that are not good at that. It's just that sometimes it helps kind of grease the wheels, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Um, so, and there's a lot of templates out there. Um, so maybe we can include that in like the bio of of this podcast link um, is some template plans because I think it's kind of intimidating to start writing that without maybe a little outline, but it's also important to to tailor them. Yeah, and even though we're talking about this, it we do want to say that it is a food safety plan is not required by the yes. FISMA produce safety rule. However, like Morgan was saying, there's so many benefits to it. And it's a very good organizational tool, especially when we're talking about setting these New Year's goals. Well, thank you, Alyssa, for chatting with me about produce safety, New Year's resolutions. Yeah, thanks, Morgan. I think talking about New Year's goals is, it's always cliche, but it's always really a good, really good time to do it, especially yeah. up in Michigan when it's cold and you don't want to be outside. So I think these are all great ideas to get people started in the food safety world. So yeah, that was, was good. 
Links to anything referenced in this episode are provided in our show notes, which can be accessed on the website at canr.msu.edu slash agrifood underscore safety. Thank you to everyone for listening, and don't forget to tune in next month for another episode of our Produce Bites podcast.